Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Hey, it's Tuesday! Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Mike Polk's in the middle chair. I love listening to you guys rush and get sports talk in before we start the sports show. You're like, hey, why did they take the knee there? They should go, oh, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> We're talking about the end of that Eagles-Commanders uh, game last night. People might like to hear your thoughts on that as opposed to rushing through it while the Open is running. Taylor Hinchke taking the knee at the end oh. was a smart move, but I hope the league addresses that. Yeah, My because goodness. he waited till the last second until the defensive player had made his lurch. Then he drops the knee. Well, what are you supposed he to found do? A, he found a loophole. It's like I that. think it is a loophole. It yeah. is. It's like playing when you was uh, playing younger, uh, when you were kids playing red light, green light. Yes. You're like red light, mm-hmm. green light, red light. Mm-hmm. Now, you, what do you mean? Yeah, you can't. You can't just speed that up. And well, just... Kenny Pickett, you remember the play that he uh, made when he was playing at Pitt? where he faked the slide but never touched. That was one of the – that's like the slide into second base that Roberto Alomar's made so popular Mm. where he would go head first and he would pull his left arm away. Right, yep. And that was the target, and they'd swipe at it, and it was gone, and he'd tag it with his right arm. Yeah. It's like – it's brilliant. It is, but it's also infuriating, and it's like that should probably shouldn't be happening. Didn't right? They changed that for Dan Marino too. The famous fake spike, fake spike, and then throw up top. And, yeah. And, and I think they changed the rule where you can't. I I, I want to say you can't fake a spike and then do some. Yeah, other they motion. they did make some amendment to that I don't know spike what it is. rule. I like when uh, Will Chamberlain was in the NBA and they just kept changing rules like as the game was going on. They're just like <laughs> he can't do that either. No, you can't do that. Exactly Nobody's right. allowed to do that anymore can't either. camp in the lane. Uh-huh. No, don't do that. That's not fair. Uh, Bulls at home. Bull, did you see the play we're talking about that ended the game last night? I did, guys. And what do you think yeah, of that? Yeah, they, they – well, yeah, it's tricky. Based on the current rules, I think the referee got it right. But I think they – they are going to need to adjust. They're just like they did. You brought up the Kenny Pickett thing. They changed the rule in college. I don't even know if he did that on purpose. Do we? Are we certain? Wait, that he, last night or Kenny Pickett? No, no, the Kenny Pickett thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose. He admitted to doing it on well, purpose. Yeah, it's something mm-hmm. that he did. Okay, yeah. I Bull, it's that. something that you have to practice a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your your natural inclination when you slide is to go all the way down. Yep. You have right. to practice that. He did like a ballet move. Fair. It really is a it ballet was. move. It's very tricky. But they changed the rule in college over they did. that. Mm. Yeah, so they you did. can't do that, and and they may adjust in the NFL. But guys. I think yesterday showed what I've been screaming and yelling about uh, all along is that the NFL, unlike the snooze fest that is college football, in the NFL, every week is unpredictable. And this idea that the Browns, more than any other team, are high and low, every team or most teams are high and low. And we see it every week with, with games that were like shocked that a team won. And we shouldn't be because it's the NFL. As we're all going to pick. I'm sure we're all going to pick the Bills to beat the Browns this week. What? And the Bills Don't speak will speak for pro- me. Well, okay, maybe not Mike, because I know Mike is Mr. Optimist. You guys seen the weather forecast the for Buffalo? By the way, it's going to be bad. It's a big snowstorm. It's irrelevant. Yeah, cold and snow. You, you know what? I was thinking about. But the Bulls. reality is, guys. Let me just finish G real okay, quick. Go ahead. And the reality is that even though we all think the Bills are going to win, and even though the Bills probably will win. It's only an eight-point spread on the road. I mean, it's not right. like that's crazy number. It's the Browns could still win. What's that? It's, I saw ten this morning. I saw eight and a half this morning. But the point yeah, well, is, that is a big if, spread. That's a big spread in the NFL. For the NFL, it's that's, big. That's but big. It, it should. It shouldn't. If the Browns win the game, it's an upset. But it's not like the sh- most shocking thing that's ever no. happened because eight-point favorites lose all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I. I was thinking, Bull. You know, you you were saying that, and I went home. Uh, and I was just thinking about a lot what you had to say yesterday, and a lot of it was really sinking in for me. I was like, yeah, you know what? The Browns, you know, maybe they do have this up and down thing going on with the rest of the league. Like, I was just thinking maybe we're, we're not as state bitten as, as I once thought. 
And then I was just sitting there and was like, ha! I lied to myself. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you know where I thought you were going with that? You you said earlier this year that Browns fans have a weekly cycle. On Sunday morning, we're as jazzed as we can be, and we've convinced ourselves they are going to beat whoever they're playing. Yep. And then by Sunday afternoon, we're like, nope, they're trash, just like I thought. Uh-huh. And then Monday, you know, it's like the seven stages of denial yep, or, or of acceptance or whatever that right. is. We're, you go through them day by day, and I thought you were already starting to lean towards, well, right. maybe we got a shot. We're already convincing ourselves <laughs> that a weather report about Buffalo might have some relevance on this game as if it's just as like, if they you know, play that from, might if, favor if they're from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're from Buffalo. Can I say one thing that terrifies me about the forecast? Yeah. Please. Buffalo drafted Josh Allen because his arm's a, a rocket. He can throw through any wind. But? Jacoby Brissett's arm is accurate. Subpar. Yeah, I'm not saying he has. I'm gonna cut through 20 mile an hour wind arm strength, which yeah. means we might finally get a Nick Chubb game with 20 rushes that they lose. You know um, what? By the way, I, I'm glad you brought up Nick Chubb. Last night, the one thing that really impressed me about the Commanders, they had decided that they were going to run the football, and in the, I, I understand that it's a passing league now. But if you also think that the league is stagnant and that because it's a passing league now. It's always going to be a passing league. Yeah. You're kidding yourself because the league is a copycat league and it revolves. It always revolves. And what I learned from watching Philadelphia last night and Washington, Washington knew their best chance to win it was to shorten the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can look this up. I think they had 43 rushing attempts. 45. 45 rushing attempts. And, you know, they've got an okay running game. It's not mm-hmm. the Browns running game. Mm-hmm. But what they decided to do was, we're just going to stick with it. We're going to keep running. And they weren't averaging huge numbers per carry like the Browns do. Mm -hmm. But what they did was they had long, clock-chewing drives. And at the end, they came out on top. They made a couple big plays when they needed to. But, you know, this idea that because it's a passing league, you can't win running the ball, that's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. It would be ludicrous if it weren't true, but it's true. You can't consistently win when it matters just running, being a run-first team. We've seen it in recent years. I also don't think Washington had a lot of options right there, did they? I mean, Washington. No, not with their quarterback, who, by the way, was a game manager. He played well. That's Mm -hmm. what I think that's what they – that formula was what the Browns should have gone into this season saying that's what we're going to do. We're going to throw it 25, 28 times. We're going to run it the bulk. We're going to be a heavy 60-40 run team. And with the run game that we have, Bull, you've said it. Teams can't stop Nick Chubb. You sat in that chair where G. Bush is today, and you said mm-hmm. he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. So if you have an unstoppable cheat code that will consistently win, that you can, you're not going to win 17 I, games, I, but use it. That's I, what your team is I built compare, for. I compare it to this. You know, I'm a blackjack player, right? And when you play the optimum way to play blackjack, it'll tell you against certain cards that the dealer has you are supposed to hit on, say, 14. Mm -hmm. But that's very squeamish. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get a novice player to play optimally by the rules that you should. And it will kill you if he's next to you at the table. Yes, because you're going to get the bus card. Yes, you are. So you're trying to – everybody at the table is trying to play optimally. So sometimes – it's hard for you to stand on a 14 because it's medium. You're right. like, hold on. It, 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 I could get a card and I could get better. I'm a little scared about what he has face up. And, and you, it's hard to get people to do what they're supposed to do in the long so, run. So our coach is guys, a lousy black player is what you're saying. You guys are killing me. You guys are literally killing me. going to put me in my grave. The Browns have not lost a game because they haven't run the ball enough. They are losing games, as my camera shakes for you, Mike, because I'm banging <laughs> the table. They're lo- they have lost their games because their defense sucks. It's yes. really that simple. Well, 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 but their you know passing so game bold, has been bold. good. But watch. When your defense sucks, what's the best thing you can do to is. win the game? Because that's what Washington field. did keep, last keep night. Keep your defense off when the field. When your defense sucks, and, and, you hide them. And, Jay, them the, the Washington – Washington also did it last week. They ran the ball more than they passed, and they lost. So it, it just okay. doesn't work this week. They lost. Who'd they lose to, Bull? Minnesota. Who is? The best team in the NFC. 
Eight and one. And you know what? No, they're they not the best team in the NFC. Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC. They just are, played. What do you mean? So, so are they? They're both eight and one. I don't know. Are, who's better? Okay. They smoked so one doesn't prove. One doesn't prove. You said they ran, so they win. So, they won the game because no, they eat Quez Watkins no. fumbled. If we, Quez Watkins did what you fumble, want to hear. they would have lost. Bull, you're hearing what you want to hear. What you're not hearing is when your defense is bad, you yeah. keep them off. The field. Ball control. Jay, Ball control. Jay, How they haven't lost defense? any games. They haven't lost games because of their play calling. They've lost Ball. games because of the defense. Ball. I don't know your what head, to say anymore. Your head is like concrete ball. G. Bush, let me talk to you because I think you understand what I'm saying. Okay, just, just ignore me. Go if on. your weakness <laughs> – I'm trying to talk to you, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. I can't get a word in. You're translating. I, I am hearing you. You guys Bull. keep talking about a, some arbitrary number of 20 running carries. It's so stupid. Who, who brought that up? Who brought that up today? I haven't brought that up. Bull, let me talk – G. Bush, let me talk to you. If you have a weakness, and we've definitely recognized what our weakness is, mm-hmm. what is it? Our, our defense our is defense. terrible. Okay. So what you would love to do, what was the time of possession skew last night? Uh, let me pull it up. I got it right here. Probably Why don't you know that off the top of your head, Mike, what kind of a producer are you? Here's the number that matters. There's two. They ran the ball 49 times yesterday for 152 yards, right. a 3.1 average yards Which per carry. Which is awful. 3.1 is terrible. And time of possession was 40 minutes and 24 seconds for Washington. And I... 19 rest, minutes, 36 and seconds. And I rest really. my case. So for, they also forced three turnovers, which is the so one thing. I know they, they did. They forced I, three turnovers. I mean, I guys, they, did, but, they but, didn't but, win you, that game because they ran the ball. Give me a break. Well, well, uh, well uh, Yes, you're on offense and you have the time of possession and it's 40 to 19. That means you are dominating. You're moving the chains. They don't have an opportunity with Jalen Hurts and Thank Miles you. Sanders to expose AJ Brown to run up and down the field and score points. They're not getting the ball back. Right. They're getting 12 plays. Jalen Hurts comes out. If he doesn't get a first down, guess what? You're like, oh my goodness, it's going right back to these dudes running the ball. And at one point, the they had a three-play, 27-second possession. That's and and as I'm watching that, and you can even tell the announcers are saying the same thing. It's tough to get in a rhythm yes. when you're on the sidelines for 18 real minutes. Yes. Hey, guys, let me clarify something. Go ahead. Let me clarify something. You guys are using one game as an example to prove a bunch of things. Let me just clarify that, correct? I, I, I didn't hear That's what, you what said, you're doing. Mikey was, I didn't hear what you said. Mikey was talking. I'm saying you, you're using one game as an example no, to prove points. No, yes, no, you are. I'm not. Bull. It's 100% what you're doing here. Bull. You're talking about one game. When you win the time of possession battle. Yeah. That lopsided, you win the football game. Yeah. Well, you just do. I mean, it's a fact. I'm not I'm not making this up. I, I don't know that it is a fact or not. It, no, it the, is a fact. The, ti- it, the it time of fact. possession ba- the time of possession battle is rarely that different. I bet I bet right. you the Chiefs right. I bet you that I bet you the Chiefs and Bills don't have crazy time of possession hey, wins. W- w- one second. Because they score quickly. Bull, I have a counter. I'm I'm on both sides here. Jeez. Uh, Buffalo had the ball for 40 minutes and 40 seconds, and they're lost to Miami. Yeah, now, that, there are outliers. Oh, here come the excuses. Now, now wait a minute. You're going to find yeah. outliers, and that was an outlier. And most and of the time, you are right, though. Most of the time. It's, and and yeah. bull, bull, I'm not making this up. You can look up the stat. When it's 40-20, 2-1, it it's almost like trying to win a game where you turn it over three times and the opponent and, turns it over and, and which all you it's turn, a yeah, that's what happened. Disparity. And they lost because of turnovers. Philadelphia lost because of turnovers. No, the they Washington lost. running game stunk. They and lost that's why the, because they, oh, that's, they didn't get the ball long enough. That's you, why they you, lost. You have, you have to look at it this way. It, it, it's not an all-or-nothing synopsis. All, all we're saying is if you are behind, you have a quarterback who's not good, maybe it's Jabrissette or Taylor Haneke. Play to your hand. You have to play a certain way to win the ball game when you're playing against teams that have an advantage for you. If you come out and you decide because just because the rule book says, hey, we want to go out and throw the football. We, want, we need to throw it more than we run it. If you look at your individual circumstances and standards, you'd be wise to play a certain way because that is the gives you the best opportunity to win a football game. In, That's all he said. In saying. simple terms, when you look at your and, and the, now you know what you are. You, you know about the six or eight week mark of the mm-hmm. season when you and I think they knew what they were coming into this. Yes, I do too. You, you know, they, they knew that the, the defense was supposed to be the strength. 
But by week six or eight, we realized that was fool's gold. It's not the strength. Mm-hmm. So you you know what your strength is. It's running game. You know what your weakness is, defense. So when you're game planning for any opponent, the first thing you should realize is, like, okay, LeBron's our strength on the basketball floor. We want to we wanna play to LeBron's hand. Mm-hmm. Our bench is our weakness, so we got to keep our starters in for 44 minutes. Yeah. Can, can, so in ahead. football, when you're starting your game plan, you know this. Because your run game is your strength and your defense is your weakness, if you can keep your defense off the field for the vast majority of the time, that means that your biggest weapon is on the field for the vast majority of the time. That's true. So then I guess you so, should just, every team should just run all the time and win time of possession. Not if that's all, not their strength, same. Bull. No. Guys, guys, okay. guys, guys. So not let me ask you this. I've been, I've, hold let, on, Bull. Mike has been very patiently. I've been very patient. Go ahead, Mike. I just want to sum up really quickly what you guys sound like to me through all of this right now, this whole conversation. Quibbling siblings. No, here's what it sounds like. To me, (coughs) trying to pinpoint what's wrong with the Browns and talk about whether it's time of possession or whether it's the defense or whether we're not running enough or whatnot. It sounds like when the Titanic hit the iceberg, it'd be like if you guys were all of the crewmen huddled in a room with like charts and talking about what went wrong while the yeah. ship is going down. It's, and you're just like, well, we shouldn't have hired these guys with no experience. Well, what if we would have ported earlier? Maybe we should have left early. And meanwhile, the ship is just going down. And it doesn't matter exactly why the ship is going down, Does, whether you pinpoint the problem. There's no shortage of problems. And a bunch of things went wrong that caused the Titanic to wreck. But the point is, the thing's going down. And I just feel like it's so silly right now to be discussing exactly what the reason is that we're all sinking. I can't. Well, I don't me, think we're going to find it. As opposed to like grabbing buckets and throwing water out. I, I don't know. I just feel like re- we should be like maybe look at like for example. Well, I'll tell you what we should be doing. We I think we can agree that so far this I'm not going to say it's a lost season, but right now the rest of this season is going to be a preparation to see what we have. Yes, and what I we have to work 100%. with once Deshaun yes. Watson comes yes. back to this. Once Deshaun Watson, this I want to see that's what you're all this is. Do when so if you guys are to continue my, my metaphor, what we should be doing is rather than talking about how how we're going to time out possessions and stuff like that, we should be talking about still how can we get the most people lifeboats that we possibly can right now. How can we make sure that some incident like this doesn't happen again rather than trying? Because yeah. it's going to be a totally different game as soon as Deshaun Watson comes onto the that, field. He well, can practice this week. That was you're our first that's topic. That's our topic. Yes. And he's going right, to be on the team. So everything that matters, all that matters is what moving forward, what's going to happen. And all of this is pointless right now because we're doing with a, in a, with Jacoby Brissett and it doesn't I, matter. So yeah. we should be talking about moving forward. I got right. one can point. I just ask one, can I just ask one last question? Sure. Bull can ask a question. Okay. I have a point, then we'll pivot to Watson talk. And, and did Mike is, Mike is right, but I'd like to ask this one last question. Can you guys name for me the game they lost because they, they threw the ball too much? Oh, God. I try, I really tried, Mikey. I know you did. I tried, okay, Mikey. I tried. I couldn't get a Can we just here's answer the, the question? <laughs> here's, here's just the stat. So I nobody's going to answer the question? Titanic metaphor Bull, to get us out Bull, of that. He fought your... through my Titanic metaphor. I know he did. He did. He went to circle back. He plowed right through it. He plowed right through it. I'll answer it, Bull. Like an iceberg. I will, because it's not like, or you could say, well, this game this game, this game, this game. The overall 30,000 feet view is their defense has been on the field way too long this season in all of their losses. Thus, they've been exposed. What I'm saying is instead of individual Atlanta, this one, that one, what I'm saying is you knew what you were coming into the season. We should have been dominant run because that's our strength, and it keeps our yeah. defense off the field. That's what I'm saying. All right, let me let me tell you this, no, Jay. Oh, let me oh, tell we, you why. We got to we, we got to get hold to on, some Mike. Stuff, let Bull. me just make a point because Jay's wrong, and I just got to clear, <laughs> clarify. Num- oh, number one, concrete head. <laughs> number one, number one. You couldn't give me an answer. None of you. Number I gave two, you an answer. You didn't. Number I two. Did. Where are the Where do you think the Browns are in times of time of possession this year? Probably middle of the road. And yeah, they're fifth. They're fifth, Jay. They're okay, fifth. what's the number? Give me the number. They're 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 thirty-one fifty-three. Okay. Fifth. Yeah, thirty-one. So what I'm what you just Jay, showed me they're is they're fifth. You're wrong. Take the L. Bull. You're no, wrong. I'm not taking they're the L. Time of possession. I'm not taking they're the fifth. L. Bull because we have to. We have to. Talk, we got to get to they're watch. They're a run team. They're, Last night was so the recipe to win in the are, NFL when you got when, when you're outclassed. When you're outclassed, any coach are the will bang, tell you. Are the, bang, are the Bengals a run team? No. Are the Bengals a run team? Nope. 
They're third in time of possession. Okay, third. but again, football, you're missing Jay, the You're wrong. You said their time of possession is not good enough, Bull, and they're fifth, you so you're wrong. Bull, you always do this. It's a passing league, so you always want to say where Nick Chubb is and carries. It's a passing league, and they're a running team. He should be first. Half the, there's 10 running teams. They're not the only running team. You said they're not good at front time of possession. They're fifth. I wish I knew more of those words. I don't understand. Words. Just hum it. That hum was it. me being silly. <laughs> the, uh, just hum it. That's me hey, being, by the way, by the way, just I like the two-part harmony theme from that Titanic. Was he added yeah, really yeah. nicely. Hey. We should practice that at home. Mike McNuggets, let me talk about 37 Deshaun. seconds. The Browns are 37 seconds away from the best time of possession uh, uh, in the oh, league. Oh, that'll, yeah. but that's that'll the problem. do it. Hey, here's what that'll do. do it. That's the problem. Seconds. I'm just letting it rule. No more time of possession talk today. If anyone mentions time of possession, I'm killing your mic for two minutes. I have proven I'm right as usual. By the way, here's what I'm open for as we go into the Deshaun Watson conversation. I'm actually I'm actually uh, good with, with red shirt Nick Chubb. I don't want to see him on the field the rest of the year. G. Bush, save that thought. We'll get to that. Yeah, no, look, that's a that's actually a very good thought. Red we, shirt. We talked about this like, after the post-game show, but I got I just trust me, I got thought. I gotta read this quote from Albert Breer in his article this morning, because Nick Chubb yep. will take us in a different direction. Yep, we gotta hit this with yep. Watson. Yeah. From Albert Breer, and I quote <clears throat> Maybe the news pack here is, to my understanding, Watson will get some, albeit minimal, practice reps with the first-team offense this week to acclimate him back to the group and the group back to him. It'll be important for his teammates to hear his voice and cadence in preparation for his return in 20 days. Yeah, and one of the questions was how much work should he get in practice? How many of the reps? So if you're splitting the reps this week and then next week, let's do both weeks because obviously it's going to increase. G. Bush, you want to see him at practice and reps what percentage uh, this he, week? This week, 50-50. And we're going to move that, that heavy. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you the, still got to go with Brissett, though. Brissett is okay. He's a relief pitcher. Relief yeah. pitcher. yeah. He, he's a veteran. He knows what it is. Mm-hmm. He didn't play enough games this year to know what, what Stefanski like to call, how he's going to move it. I'm running 50-50. I got him 50 this week. I got him 75 the next week. Really? Mm. That heavy? 75. Mm. I don't Because they're not. they have no shot. To beat Buffalo, zero. So they they can run a hundred percent. We're set. Nothing's gonna happen. That next week, who they got the next the week? Patriots. Patriots. The Patriots. We already played the Patriots. No, oh, I'm the sorry, Patriots. the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. The um, Buccaneers. Yeah, whatever. Seventy-five percent. He's gonna get. So so I'm wondering, is that because you're white flagging these games and you just want to really get Deshaun Watson acclimated up to speed, or yes, that's what it's all about. Yeah, everything. So well, if if it is, then why not give him all the reps? If, 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 well, if you got to keep him like so he's ready. At, for the at game. least you know the first ten scripted plays. Anything past yeah, that, right. anything past yeah, that is a wrap right anyway. Yeah, have you seen him adding a lot of wrinkles in the off weeks <laughs> like, that, no, that we need to adjust I'm for him? And because it, 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 he'd be smart to 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 say this. This is this is something that Stefanski could work on, which is messaging. Hey, look. We got a guy who who we 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 we, we plan to have earlier. He's out eleven games. He has not played in two years. We need to first get him acclimated enough to speed of the game speed of the NFL. Two, the worst thing that can happen for the Cleveland Browns is if he's not prepared, he goes out there and gets hurt against the Texans. Because I've been thinking about that for a long period yeah, of time. I mean, that would be the worst thing for sure. The second worst thing would be if he goes out there and plays. Horribly. Yeah. Like, like just absolutely. Who is this guy? Yeah. I think I know. I think people might have to be prepared for that. I, that's the thing. I think that we're, I think that we could really see that. And I think, of course, Cleveland will be, we'll just go insane. Oh my God. I mean, can you imagine? Um, to have sold, like, in a lot of people's minds, people will see that as like, we sold our souls and compromised oh. our future <laughs> oh, for yeah. this. And, and we and didn't miles. even get the payoff. And you might have. It's like, it's like if you sold your soul like at the at the crossroads to learn to play guitar and then you got the guitar and you were terrible. And you were just like, and I don't have my soul and I'm bad at the guitar. <laughs> he could, he could <laughs> never sell your soul. Don't do it. Sean Boston can save their season without even going to the playoffs. Just, just by, by looking great. Just, by giving he, hope. By giving us hope. hope for 23. If he looks great, and they moving a the ball. I don't care if they lose every single game from now on. If they lose all of them, and he out there throwing for 300-plus, yep. the offense looks completely different. Everybody will come in here every single week and be like, hey, man, hey, we finally got something. Yeah, once we get this defense. Yeah, yep. we get this defense. Well, what percentage of snaps do you think Jacoby should take this week, and what percentage do you think he should take next week? 
I <clears throat> I think 25% this week. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jacoby, 75% this week. And next week, I would say 50 or even less. And then, you know, and then obviously it goes to all Watson after that. I, I agree with you guys here. I think um, Wat, Watson saves the season for fans if he plays good to great. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not expecting him to play his best football ever, especially no. when he first comes back after not playing for two years. But I do expect him to play well. And if he does, then all this, they suck, fire the coach, all this mm-hmm. anger that we have is going. You just, you talked about before how, how Browns fans are. Sunday, we, we have optimism. Sunday night, you hate the team. Monday, you hate the team. Then it builds up. The same thing will happen. But usually by November, we're like, this team sucks. I'm not, I'm not buying in again next year. But if Watson plays well, everybody will buy in again next year. Everybody. Yeah, it is critical. Um, and he's right. The macro of the weekly cycle is mm-hmm. the season. Right. We At the beginning of the season, we think Super Bowl. Yes. Even when the national pundits are saying, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of your standing, where you are? And then, you know, you lose that first game or second game or third game. You're getting blown out. And then it's the same thing. Wash, rinse, repeat. Mike, you haven't weighed in on this. You have a, a short-term decision to make and a long-term decision mm-hmm. to make on your on getting this guy ready to go. What percentage of the snaps do you want to see? We know Brissett's going to be the starter for right. this, too. How many snaps should Brissett take this week and then next week? I, like As I said, I think the rest of the season is really just about getting preparing him and seeing what we have and what we don't have and what we still need. We, we obviously have some missing pieces. We wanted to pretend like, he, like if this guy, we added this guy to this team right now, it would all of a sudden just be running smoothly and everything's ready and stuff like that. But we've seen what's been instructive this year and it's hard to get a total read on it because we have not our quarterback as our quarterback right, right now. And that, and that changes everything a little bit. But it's hard between injuries and, and people who just haven't come through in the way that we had hoped that they would. We have a little bit of better idea of what we need to fix. Obviously, we don't have anyone who can stop the run. That would be helpful. That's proven. I still think that we need probably another receiver for him, even though I think that Donovan Peoples-Jones has, has done, been better than our expectations. He's been a bright spot. He has been, yeah. but they still are missing. They don't have that third receiver. They don't have that third piece. Yeah. They're missing something like that. That's what we've seen, too. But I think what what they need to do, I mean, I, I don't care how many snaps Jacoby gets. I, like I said, I think the rest of the season is just preparation for next season. And some of that's going to mean possibly sacrificing, losing some games and stuff like that, that uh, maybe we should be prepping uh, Jacoby instead of looking towards the future. And But we still got these fans who are dreaming about going on this run where we might win one more. They're still doing this math and saying, no. and then if Deshaun comes in and no. wins out, just put we, that out of your minds, yeah, everybody. Please, no. It's Very not going notion. to happen. There's a less than 5% chance. You have to think about everything that we're doing now is is looking at what we need to do in the offseason to build around this new piece, and that's what the rest of the season is about. And as far as, like, snap count going into these next two games, I I think that prepping – all I know is I think prepping Watson for the the end of the season is now the priority, and I don't even care if we – what happens for the rest of the season win or loss. And I'll add to that. But, Mike – Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, but – I agree with you, but the Browns won't look at it that way. And, yeah, realistically, the Browns are not going to make the playoffs. I think we all know that because even though mathematically they can do it, there's zero reason to believe they could play with the consistency to right. get there. They would have to go, what, they have, what, eight games left? They'd have to go at least Just 62, even, if not yeah. 71. So it's, okay, but here's the thing. They, there's, they sh- should still play as if they're trying to make the playoffs, in of my course. opinion. Until they can't, they can until the they're mathematically down. living. Yeah. Well, but but G was saying don't play Nick Chubb, and I understand his point. You know, if the Browns make a thing about pitch count with Nick Chubb, then why play him if you're eliminated? Well, I would say if we're if we're all thinking about next year, well, I want to see Nick Chubb play with Deshaun Watson Agreed. and see what that I can agree. look like. Now, I want to use Jerome Ford and get him in the mix. I do, too. Because I, want to I think he's going to be their number two back next year. Yeah. But I but I do I'm, – I'm not, like, you know, having and, – and Nick Chubb won't – he'd be furious if they tried to just redshirt him the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, it just I, I, shouldn't you know, be a priority to make sure he gets uh, 20 touches. I mean, he was – you know, Certainly. It, but, but you should the, see him. The, the, the way I'm looking at it like this is – I mean, it's not like they <laughs> – like, there's a middle ground, right? It's not like they really going out their way to use them now. Right. So, hey, what's the difference between 11 carries or six, mm-hmm. right? 
Like for for me, I don't even really want to see him running the ball. Forget all that. Listen, forget all that yeah, run stuff. We know we know the likelihood of injury at that position is high. Right. We, 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 why why roll the dice if you don't need to roll the dice? I'm yeah. like, and to me, you know the Browns can run the football. Mm-hmm. Do you know they can pass it? Do you know if, if David Bell? Now you get an opportunity to really yep. look at your receivers, sure. right? What is Schwartz? What is Schwartz? What is, what is Bell? Bell? Yeah. What are some it of these other the guys? What is Jerome Woods? Ford? I want it to be the Dearness Woods. Johnson show right, right. now. I, you know what? There's a lot of validity to that. I know it does seem like you're just waving the white flag and you're going to lose. But here's the here's the the flip side of that is normally if you're in that mode mm-hmm. tank, mm-hmm. You, there's a payoff. Right. In right. the draft pick. Right. That there is no payoff. No, it's just got to be the experience yeah, and. You just, and what we learn, yeah. What we learn. That's it. We and we have to just come to come to terms with that because we got to decide whether or not I'm with you, Paul. <laughs> I, I, if I'm going to the grocery store, it don't do me no good to, to go leave the grocery store, come home and be like, man, I forgot to go ahead and check and get yep. this lettuce. <laughs> we need to we need to know if we need a receiver and now, uh-huh. like the stuff they did this year with the receivers and the defensive tackles, that can't happen anymore. Where you think you got some young guys that you're gonna play, and then those young guys you got aren't worth a hill of beans. You need to know what you got before you get there, <laughs> so you can say, okay, free agency. I'm definitely getting a defensive tackle. I need to move on from this guy, this guy, this guy. But I, I need to know what you got in some of these positions. I know what Nick Chubb is. He's a monster. We'll see you next year, Nick. See you next year, buddy. I just love to use, use the term hill of beans. That was, <laughs> that that was my one. favorite. That was, I was, from, dad. Like that was swear. from dad. Yeah, dad got you that. know what's nuts to me is that that. Yeah, okay. I don't. I I know they tried to trade him, but I just can't imagine that there wasn't a taker for Kareem Hunt. When you look at the guys, the running back now, obviously McCaffrey's the top of the hill. Yeah, and you knew he was going to get a haul. Well, but you know, I, I you know who probably has the scoop on that. If I had to guess, I'll bet that'd be Miss Mary Kay, who's with us. Maybe Probably. she knows. If and anybody would, it would be with her. Hall of Famer Mary Kay. Kay. Hall of Famer Mary right. Kay. Why do you, we couldn't hey, Mary get- Kay. Mary <laughs> Kay, let me jump in, because these guys let are Adam a yell at you really nudniks here. These guys are nudniks <laughs> here. Now we're nudniks. Hilla Beans, nudniks. It's a real swear fest out here. Mary Kay. These guys keep complaining that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt don't get enough touches. Oh, my god! Even though even though combined... Even though combined, they have more rushing attempts than any other backfield combo in the league. So he's what would you say? The are they not getting the ball enough? Now. <laughs> now he's are they not getting guests. the ball enough, Mary Kay? What you do know you what? Say? There are certain games when it seems like they could get it more. Uh, You're a nutmeg. We... Welcome to the club. <laughs> of course, there are always going to be certain games, yeah. Right. But when you fall behind the way that they did in Miami, it just doesn't make sense to try to do that. You need uh, some bigger <laughs> plays and also when you take away the 33 yard touchdown run by Nick Chubb that left him with 10 carries for only 30 yards he he only gained 30 aside from that touchdown run well so I don't they want to take really away good. that touchdown run that was that was a touchdown run no I know I'm just saying that In garbage down time, but down yeah. Down for down, they weren't possessing the ball. They weren't getting the chunk plays. They weren't getting uh, what they hoped to get there. So, I'm, you know, there are definitely some games where I wonder why they aren't getting it a little bit more. They have some analytics about that, I'm sure. Oh, and, yeah. you know, they, they believe that, uh, that there is a drop-off in Nick's performance once he gets to a certain point, and that's why they use Kareem and whatnot. But certainly there are games in which I think we can all look out there and say, hey, a little sure. bit more Nick Chubb might be worth it here. Mary, Mary Kay, overall, do you know what the effort was to, to deal Kareem Hunt and why he's still on the – he had six carries, I think, um, against Miami. And it just seems to me, as I'm looking at some of these other teams around the league, there are teams that still need that piece. And I, I thought that there would have been a decent trade market for him, but obviously there wasn't because here he is. There wasn't that much of a trade market for him. That's really the truth of the matter. Uh, I think everyone in Cleveland sort of thought that, you know, teams would be clamoring to trade for Kareem Hunt. And that just really didn't happen like that. So it wasn't a situation where they just decided, no, there's no way we're trading him. We're hanging on to him and we're just going to, you know, give him the ball just a few times here or there. No, it just... It just didn't materialize the way I think a lot of other people thought that it might, and uh, and that's why he's still. Why do you think that is, Mary Kay? What do you think was scared people off from that when you know there were teams that were in need of, of help at running back, and he does have a history of success, and obviously he hasn't had as many touches here and as much of an opportunity to show it. But do you think that they saw something, or are they worried about his injury history? Why do you think they wouldn't make the move? 
Well, any team giving up a draft pick right now, you're looking at renting the player for Mm -hmm. nine or 10 games is all you're really doing. And if you're not going to be re-signing him long term, uh, then you're not going to want to give up a draft pick for a player like that. And also running backs are, you know, people don't really like to hear this, but they're sort of almost a dime a dozen. I mean, you can a team might be able to get as much out of Dearness Johnson, you know, for their needs the rest of this year uh, as they could out of Kareem Hunt. So. I just don't think teams were willing to give up a draft pick. And then you have to add in the all of the other off the field stuff that comes with it. Although the Browns, uh, you know, he's he's a hometown guy. They know what they have. Uh, They felt really comfortable with him and they still do. But other teams, I'm sure, uh, you know, would have to think twice about taking on a player that comes with some off the field baggage. Do the Browns have to reevaluate the way they look at certain positions? I look at two positions where I've heard it. I don't know if this is necessarily true because they're very vague at what they do. They don't let you know anything. But, you know, I've heard that they don't really value linebackers. There's a linebacker out there that I didn't know who it was. I thought it was some dude from St. Ignatius. I don't know his name. Uh, it was like some – I thought it was Jason Trusnick. He was back. Uh, I, I didn't realize – Raven Trone, he, they're out there. My thing is <laughs> – Oh, keep them coming, man. Darcy. I can listen to these all day. Yeah, we, we, there's some names for the past here. Now, between that and the defensive tackles, you know, when you look at the PFF grades, I mean, they're in the 30s. Does, you know, Barry and Dee Podesta and Stefanski have to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, look, we're getting gashed in the run game. We need to really put some uh, emphasis on these positions. Or do they think that it's just, you know, if Deshaun comes back, they'll score enough points that you won't recognize that? Well, you know, this team definitely has a philosophy on valuing certain positions over others. And certainly we have seen that defensive tackle and linebacker up the middle of the field aren't really necessarily the place where they spend a lot of money or put a lot of resources into getting sort of superstar kind of guys. But I would like to point some things out about this defense real quick because I think a lot of people aren't looking at some of this stuff. And not that I'm making excuses, but there's been no continuity on this defense this season. They First of all, there were young guys that they thought would really step up and pop and jump off the page this year. I'm talking about uh, the Jordan Elliotts, the Jacob Phillips, the Grant Delpits, the JOKs, right? These guys, we heard uh, that they were really supposed to have some breakout seasons. Instead, uh, while they were kind of coming up their learning curve, a lot of other things happened. Anthony Walker left the lineup. Jacob Phillips replaced him. He was lost for this season. Miles flips his car. Jadavian sprains his ankle. Denzel gets a concussion. JOK goes out of the lineup. I mean, it's been one thing after another. And they have had uh, all these guys that they thought were supposed to have really, really good seasons. It hasn't happened for one reason or another. And I think that is the biggest thing about this defense this season is that they just haven't had their full complement. They haven't all been healthy. And then the young guys that they thought would really pop Maybe they will in the final six, seven games of the season, but it hasn't happened yet. Mary Kay, first of all, before we jump back on the Browns here, let me say, we we should have said this already, congratulations on getting into the Press Club Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. You've covered the Browns. Yes, you've covered the Browns at an extremely high level. You take so much crap from the idiot fans out there. A lot of us do, but you get it worse than most because we know there's a segment of the fan base that are sexist. So you get that in addition to the, to the <laughs> typical idiots. You've done a magnificent job. You've been great ever since I've been here and very happy for you. Congratulations. Congratulations, uh, Mary Kay. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Thank you, guys. I really, really appreciate that. Again, I'm, I'm very humbled and honored for this award. I thought uh, Terry did such a nice job with the column that he wrote over the weekend. I was very grateful for that. And you guys have all been great. You know, you guys are some of my favorites for sure. And uh, it's just been a, a really nice run. Do they give you a jacket? Thank you. <laughs> you get a jacket or a pig? Uh, or disc- a you get like a, a discount jacket. You get a discount of Red Lobster yeah. or anything? <laughs> I don't know. I'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Right. Well, it is. You it, deserve it. Really it. Is, um, a, yes. a nice award and it's recognition of, you know, a job well done for a very long time. What you, I think the average fan doesn't really understand how much work the beat writers put in. Oh, yeah. A lot of them think that, well, they're covering the games. 
But Mary Kay would be the first to tell you, you your vacations have been blown up through the years with never big off. trades. You are never off. That yeah. phone could ring at any time. There could be a major story 365 days out of the year, and you've got to be there. It really is like you're on call all the time. Back to the Browns. Um, I know that this is – when you look forward to how they play out the rest of the season, they're not going to wave the white flag clearly, but we know what the mathematical chances are of them making the playoffs, slim to none. It's less than 5% now, and they've got Josh Allen and Tom Brady coming up before they get their guy back. We were talking a little bit ago before you joined us about how the Browns sprinkle in Deshaun Watson at practice over the next two weeks. How, what percentage of snaps do you think he'll get this week? And then what percentage of the work do you think he'll get next week before he comes back the following week against Houston? Now, first of all, let me say that uh, I, I heard you guys a little bit before I, I jumped into the room. And I think that they still do have a little bit of a chance if they can go up to Buffalo yeah. and beat the Bills. Oh, it dear. brings back new life into this team if they can go win that game. Why? Because then they have to go out and beat the Bucks, and they are actually beatable too if the Browns bring their A game. Now, we have heard a theme this week from John Johnson and from Miles Garrett, and I think these guys are trying to say, we need to go out and play with reckless abandon, and we need to play fast, and we need to play aggressive. If the defense brings it the way that they did against the Bengals, then, you know, then they have at least a chance of beating the Bills. Now, do I really think it's going to happen? No, I probably will pick the Browns to lose this football game. But in the off chance that they can go up there and grab that game, it changes the conversation. It flips the script a little bit. And that 4.5% chance jumps up exponentially. And then if they beat the Bucks, So it really isn't over yet, even though, uh, you know, that the, the chances are slim. They still have so much to play for. What's uh, I do think though, how no, but I, just want, I need to point this out real fast. That's why she's in the Hall of Fame right there. She's been doing this this long with this team and still maintains that sort of positivity and that sort of hopefulness. <laughs> and that's what you deserve <laughs> so to be in the Hall of Fame for. So you're saying there's a chance. It is, I, and that's, Mary Kay, that's why the city loves you. problem with what you just said. Why are we waiting until week nine to play with reckless abandon or week 10? Like, where was I, – I thought Miami – I said all week last week, this is a playoff game. I want to see this team come out of the gate and play like it is a playoff game because it was reckless abandon time. And now we're hearing reckless abandon? What the hell? Where was reckless abandon in week three, four, five, ten? Where's it been? No, you're very right about that. And they played with it against the Bengals. They brought it. I mean, they came out ready to run they through did. that wall. I asked right that I asked Miles about and they needed to do it again in Miami but I think uh, I think what happened was uh, I think they they kind of got the deer in the headlines headlights look when they realized oh my god these guys are going to run right through us and we can't stop them and that and Mike McDaniels uh, JJ3 was right about this we saw this you guys saw this they didn't try to run around they tried to they went right through guys right and they yeah. just bowled them over and that was a big part of the game plan. And I think they did get hesitant. And then another thing that I think is happening with this defense at times is they have gotten afraid to make mistakes. They aren't just letting it all out on the field and playing lights out like they did against the Bengals all the time. Because they made so many mistakes in the beginning and they were so worried about correcting the blown coverages and the missed assignments and all of that. Uh, that they forgot that they just have to go out there and play with their hair on fire. And if they do that in Buffalo, then, you know, I mean, Josh Allen in the last game had one touchdown and two interceptions. If they can get to him, if they can hit him, a lot of it has to do with the offensive line and what the matchups are. If they can find some favorable matchups for Miles and Jadavian on that offensive line against this Bills team, then maybe they can make Josh Allen look a little bit, you know, less superhuman. By the way, I must say, I wrote it, I said it, I was all about it in 2018 that they should have drafted Josh Allen over I Baker Mayfield. Did. I was not shy about it, and I usually don't fast. take victory laps. I usually don't. I try to be, <laughs> I try to be uh, humble about a lot of things in that regard. But Josh Allen is one victory lap I'm willing to take because I worked so hard on that evaluation and that scouting report and 
coming to that conclusion that I sort of do feel a little proud of it. You should, and the victory lap be. is warranted. For starters, big, strong quarterback who's played in cold weather. He fit the division perfectly, and he was a prototypical AFC North quarterback. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We should have made a lot of different picks at, at where we used quarterbacks over the years. And, and Mary Kay, I, I'm going to take a victory lap on Joe Woods when he let Chad Henney run up and down the field for 14 yards against Kansas City. I said, oh, no, 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 no. He doesn't, to me, he doesn't seize the moment. And I'll agree with you. If they can get the defense to play with their hair on fire, I think they have a decent chance. But here's the problem. I don't know if he's going to let them loose. There were times in the Miami game where I saw it and I said, well, if they're just going to run like that, they're going to need three, four guys at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. We need to see the safeties in the box. We need to see more cover one. We need to see zero blitzes. But he's so he's so worried about I don't want Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get loose. I don't want Tyreek Hill. I don't and then all the other receivers killed him and they just ran right at him. And to me, sometimes he doesn't make those adjustments when he sees it in the middle of the game. Everybody saw it. It was evident. They they didn't care about the Tyreek Hills and, and Jalen Waddles. They said today today we gonna do what we we see a lot of teams like Atlanta do, and that's run straight at you. I just don't know why he he doesn't meet that aggressiveness with aggressive calls. Well, they're gonna have to do it on on Sunday. You're very right about that. They have so much talent on this defense, and they have to bring out the beast in those guys. They have to get them, once again, ready to run through that wall and be super aggressive and use their speed. Even with without JOK on the field, there are still guys that have speed, that can blitz, that can do all the things they need to do. Uh, now, Miles and Jadavian, each only played 44 snaps in that game. And I know what they were trying to do. I asked Kevin Stefanski about it yesterday. They were trying to keep them fresh in the heat. But you know what? Let it all out there. Those guys needed to play more than 44 snaps. There were too many times I looked out and said, where is Miles Garrett? You can't impact the game the way that he can if you're over on the sidelines. Gee, Bush, you didn't like that? You, you don't think it was cool that they wanted to make sure that he felt cool and comfortable during his yeah. time on the sidelines? Well, the calculator says if it's 100 degrees on the sidelines, he needs sidelines, to be misted. He needs to be plays. misted every I, other play. I, I, this, is a, this is why that's what two-a-days is for. Mm -hmm. You know what they tell you? This is why we practice all them two days to get you ready to go. You got to go through some stuff during the season. Mary Kay, well, at least fresh when the game speaking of Joe Woods, there is a, uh, a an avid Twitter campaign from a small oh. contingent of the fan base that is hashtag fire Joe Woodsing as we speak right now. Uh, what do you have to say to those people who are hashtag fire Joe Woodsing right now on Twitter? Well, I think if you look back to last season, everyone wanted Joe Woods gone as well. And then in the second half of the season, the defense really picked it up. So I don't think it's a, a fire Joe Woods situation. I think it's, uh, you know, hey, let's see what this football team can do when, you know, once again, when Denzel's back, when everybody's out there. But I will say that I do think that that he needs to call a much more aggressive game plan and he gets he needs to get these guys really feeling uh, like they're not thinking and they're they're just playing uh, really fast, really physically, and, and if they can do that, these next two weeks, beginning in Buffalo, it, it could look different. Can I ask you what the transition is going to look like in your mind from Brissette uh, to Deshaun as far as, like, the team? How is that? It's got to be weird for all of a sudden the team to have to accept a, this other quarterback and transition like this. Is that going to be a, a smooth transition or is that going to be strange? I think it'll be a smooth transition in large part because they worked so hard at it before he left for his suspension. And it feels like he was back so quickly, back in the building, back in meetings. And he built up a lot of relationship chips before he left. He built up, he banked a lot of reps with guys before he left. He took uh, the offensive guys to the Bahamas. He made a lot of close friends. He and Jacoby are close. So I think it will be a pretty seamless transition. The thing that I think that everyone's going to have to be uh, a little patient about is the fact that quarterback and play caller need to get to know each other. The play caller is going to have to figure out what is Deshaun like on, on third down? Uh, you know, when does he want an RPO? When does he want to run out of an RPO? When, you know, who does he like to throw the ball to on a fade in the end zone? 
some of that takes a little bit of time and you don't know what that is going to be until the fur starts flying when the lights are on. The other thing is, and I've said this all season long, I think they left themselves one Pro Bowl caliber receiver short yep. this season. And I, I do really think that uh, even though DPJ is playing incredibly well uh, and good for him, he's playing so well. But I think that, um, you know, they still need one more guy in the Amari category when Deshaun gets back. And unfortunately for him, they don't have that. All right, Mary Kay, congratulations again. Keep up the great work. And thanks, as usual, for joining us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Thanks guys. everybody. Thank whenever, you. Whenever you can put the uh, initials HOF mm-hmm. in, oh, yeah. in front of your name, after your name, yep. that's, a, that's a big deal. I use it all the time. I, it's, I don't have the right to, but it you're, does you're look cool. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I am. So it is a, a Hall of true. Fame. It's true. It's true. So you're a Hall of Famer. There you go. Um, let, well, explain, I think, I think. I wasn't here last week you when we did it the first time. You weren't here last week when we introduced the segment. Before we do that, did you guys see the report about Watson and Brissett bonding? No. No. Well, there was this report that came out this morning on Twitter that the two met up every morning since Watson has been allowed to rejoin the team, and they shared built bars together, and that has combined it and appreciation and respect for each other to an all-new level. Despite having 230 million guaranteed, Watson still uses promo code LOCKDOWN15. You can't have enough money. No, you cannot have enough money for built bars. They're that good. Uh, 20 grams yep. of protein. He's going to be in impeccable shape when he comes back. And that I is... had four on the way here. Yeah. Delicious. He's still oh, chewing them, but feel like a delicious. million bucks. They're great. Impeccable. So... They're great. Well, it gives you something to do. Yeah, it does. It keeps you, know? you, it keeps you completely yep. active the whole ride. It's actually uh, active calorie burning because you chew. Exactly. Nonstop chewing. I'm working so. out right now <laughs> just because it's still in my teeth. All right. Well, I think I think it was a segment we introduced last week, Jay. You weren't here. And it's pretty much a way to talk about some other things around the league based on things I think I think. Right. So the first thing, and Bull's back with us. Bull is going to enjoy this with us. I'm here. The first thing I think I think about the NFL is, despite beating Buffalo on Sunday, the Vikings are still big, fat frauds. I think Hmm. I think that. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. I mean, they made plays. They, they, They just... You want to you want to think that because Kirk Cousins is the quarterback and yeah. no one ever takes him seriously, yep, that they are frauds. But my God, they just made plays one after another on offense and on defense. And I don't care what the you know, you just beat. I think the odds-on favorite to, still the odds-on favorite to win the AFC. What stinks, in their building? What stinks for him is. It's only based on his history that people aren't excited about this team and about him right now. Uh, you're if right. he were a rookie quarterback that came out of nowhere and was performing like this and had this team performing at this level, we'd all be talking about this team like he's they were amazing. The Cousins back. He, he does, and we he's got. Unfortunately, he's going to end up like. Look how far into the season we are. We're still like, nah. And I get it, Nuggets. I really do. But like, he's got to win something before it people are going to let him pass. It took a miraculous yeah. one-handed fourth and eighteen catch of the century by Justin Jefferson. Yeah. An unreal fumble on at the a, goal line. On the goal line to recover a touchdown. And then it took Josh Allen to revert back to 2018 see, Josh Allen see, see. down there to win but that game. But you got to give them credit. I mean, I, and I give them credit. They, they did all that stuff. I, I give them credit. I still think they're frauds. I, I have zero Mike, confidence that they can win the, 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 reason, the, the reason why they're not. See, they, people don't be understanding about football, right? Football, like when you play it, like there's, there's this thing where. People will say, oh, well, you, 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 that was a fluke. No, none of that is a fluke. You need people on your team that rise to the occasion and make plays in crunch time. And you said, like, Justin Jefferson is not a stud. He's a stud. Oh, he's unbelievable. Da- Dalvin Cook. Kind of catch he's he amazing. Makes. Dalvin, yeah. Dalvin Cook is a stud. Right, he is. So when it ain't like they don't got ball players. Right, right. And I think a lot of what we do is we say, okay, well, Kirk Cousins, not that good. Well, Kirk Cousins been throwing for 4,000 yards a long time. Yeah. And I could go back and I always say it. The formula of, you know, quarterback not putting up these crazy numbers. When you go back and watch Eli Manning and the Giants, Eli Manning is not anything special. He wasn't Peyton. He, he wasn't Peyton. He wasn't nobody in his era, right? But what they did is they had three running backs. They had a strong defense. They had one receiver in Plaxico Burris. And what they did is made plays when they needed to make them plays. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the type of ball game that can translate in the playoffs. But people like points, flashy numbers, fantasy football with, with a lot of guys. 
But when you get to the playoffs, you can you can win a game by we'll being see. solid. Yeah, I don't think they're well, gonna, they, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think they're a very very good team. They play the Cowboys this week, so we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Mike, well, what's up? So they so you're right. I, I I agree with you. I think they're a fraud. Also, they are playing very well. There's no debating that. Uh, and Kirk Cousins happens to be. You said people want the fantasy numbers. G. Kirk Cousins is a better fantasy quarterback than he is an NFL quarterback, in my Ooh, opinion. Shots fired. <clears throat> I say he uh, throws for four thousand every year. He does. Yeah, he does but he's not. A, but he's not as good as Eli Manning. I mean, he's not. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. But but um, but he's been in Minnesota five years. They've had great, Dalvin Cook there the whole time. They didn't have Jefferson the whole time. But before Jefferson, they had Diggs. So they've always had, and they've had Thielen the whole time. So he's had this excellent talent around him. Now their defense is playing better this year. They've also played an extremely favorable schedule. There's a great win over Buffalo. The rest of their wins are against bad quarterbacks mostly. I think the only other decent quarterback they beat was Kyler Murray. Uh, they beat the Dolphins in a game that Tua didn't play. So, but they feel to me similar. They got better uh, wide receiving talent, but they feel to me like the Titans, a team that wins a lot of games and flames out in the playoffs. That's, that's what I think they're going to be. And Kirk Cousins has won one playoff game in his career. That's the bag. Uh, and he's yep, been in the league yep. 10 years. Yep, so, yep. Um, you know, until he proves it in the playoff. Like, Andy Dalton used to go to the playoffs every year, but nobody thought they were going to win. And the Bengals had some good seasons with Dalton. But you never, even I never thought they were going to win because I was like, well, Dalton's going to choke, and the team's yep. going to choke when it matters. I got, and and we, the Vikings got to prove that in the playoffs. Regular season wins against these bad um, teams they beat generally are not going to are, are not going to – change but, our opinion on it but we do ha I, I think in in the whole pantheon of things i think this era is skewed a little bit because just like we look at the jordan era, when jordan won all those rings we didn't say oh man you know patrick mm -hmm. ewing never won barkley never won right. carl malone never won john stockton you could go on and on and, on and on and on no 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 but that's not a good comparison i'm not saying win a championship i'm saying he's won one playoff game in 10 what, what, years what, what, what I'm, he's, he's 10 and 18 career in primetime games so so what i'm saying to you is what i'm saying to you is when you play in an era where you're playing with tom brady <laughs> and, you, and he didn't win how many Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers and now the young guy. And, and what does that have to do with winning one playoff? Game? Yeah, well, that is well, a, I, can, uh, I see, I I see what you're kind of saying, Bull. I mean, G, yeah, but I think I yeah. think you're pulling too extreme. Brady was in the AFC yeah. for the majority of Cousins' career. He what, has yeah. baggage. There's no question. When you look baggage. at Kirk Cousins. You you think of you like that? Yeah. Like you yeah. know that was just kind he's, of a generic he's your guy. But he's your guy. That's your like, like, you like that? It's like seeing the hot. You, you see the hot girl, and, and, and she says work. he has a Didn't boyfriend. Work. And then she said, my boyfriend goes to another school. You meet him, you be like, you with him? Yeah, and Why he does him? seem like that. Like, I, you got all these people. He but is I that guy. Say, the word fraud is too much. Yeah, that's why I. That's Super why Super Bowl I fraud. Maybe I should have. Okay, yeah, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl fraud. fraud. Like, I, just, okay. I don't yeah. think they're as good. Real quick, Kirk Cousins numbers just for everybody: seventh in the league in passing yards, ninth in touchdowns. He's 30th in interceptions, and his total QBR, 21st in the league. So, yeah. based on that one metric, maybe not as great. We got four more to get through real quick. Yep. Let's get to the next thing I think I think, and I'm pretty damn convinced of this one. Josh McDaniels is the worst head coach in the NFL. Yeah, right and now. And I cannot believe that he got a vote of confidence from Mark Davis that he'll be the coach next year as well. What else? Yeah. Was they're he paying do? him so much money, Mike. What else? I mean, they're paying do? him so much money. I never thought they should hire him in the first place. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, I don't know why he had to get a second around. chance. It was so bad the first time around. And, and it seems like only certain guys get a second chance. He's one of them. It's been a disaster. I still wouldn't fire him. As bad as it's been, I wouldn't fire him. If, I think firing coach after one year is generally stupid. Uh, Mark Davis should have known how bad he contract. was, too. I mean, he coached in his division. He saw it up close and personal. And it's just, it's the same exact story. It is just, he's, it's years are so important though, Bull. That's the thing when you think like, I, I, you're, it seems like you're right, but what more do you need to see? Like, you want to see another year of this? If you or don't do you, move on the second you realize you made a mistake, you're compounding the mistake. Yeah. And, and that's why if, and I don't know that Mark problem. Davis, Mark Davis clearly hasn't seen that, that it's the wrong move. But uh, my God, and owners are so reluctant. Work. Owners are so reluctant to acknowledge I mean, that the, too. Think that. about what we saw Sunday. The quarterback, the leader, the face of their franchise, stood at the podium, mm -hmm. and without naming names, rolled on teammates. Yeah. While crying. I mean, that's, that's not just a the not a great look. Not a great look. No, you don't. Yeah. Not, not a great look nope. at all. And no. he might be right. There might be guys in that locker room that have given up. Mm -hmm. But 
it, right now there's a lot of dysfunction there, and I, I'm just stunned that they've added a, not just an elite receiver. I think they added a top mm-hmm. three receiver in the league. Some believe he's the best receiver in the league, and they're two and seven. It, it, he's, he's, and they made the playoffs last year. They've he, also blown three 17-point leads. Only one other team in the NFL has done that once this year. It's happened four times. The Raiders have done it three times. The rest of the NFL has done it See, once. that's head oh, coaching. I'm so glad it wasn't us. To me, that is head coaching. And, and, and he just sometimes, and this is the thing. I think Brad said it the other day. Some people are just coordinators. He's yeah, a, he's nothing a, wrong he's, with he's that. He's an all-time great coordinator. Sometimes when you're a coordinator, you just you miss – a little bit here or there. And I think when it comes to coaching, it's the people skills. I think that one of the things that we've let go in the NFL is complete people skills. And, and the, the difference it makes when you're able to communicate well, effectively. Look at last year. They had a guy who had never coached in the NFL as a head coach. Versace mm-hmm. came on. He was the special teams coach, I think. He came on, led them to the playoffs after the Gruden debacle. Mm-hmm. Right. And the team clearly rallied around this guy. Right. There was a love affair between the players and the coach. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes we talk about Kevin Stefanski and this CEO role that you have to kind of play. Yeah. You're the glue. You're supposed to be involved in everything, not micromanaging the offense. You're supposed to be involved in every facet, every relationship of the team. And when he didn't get the job and they went the traditional corporate, let's bring in this highly mm-hmm. successful coordinator because that's what teams do. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that sometimes the NFL book is just wrong. Mm-hmm. It just it's, you can't apply the book to every situation. They had something going. That's something special there last year at the end of the year when they came in and played their asses off for this guy and made the playoffs. And it's just like they added an all worldwide receiver and a new coach, and the whole thing is circling the drain already. Yep. And so that that's why that position of, of getting the right coach that fits with that team is so imperative. What's your next uh, number three? I think I think we saw the Eagles lose last night. We saw the Colts win this weekend. So I think I think the Eagles are going to absolutely crush, smoke, batter, pick your adjective. The Colts on Sunday. The line six and in, a half is right that now. In Indy? Lock of the century. Is it is game? an Indy. Yeah. And it's irrelevant where it is. It's the lock of the century. The Eagles are going to absolutely blow out the Colts. Coming off a loss. Yeah. There's a little tape on Saturday in that play caller. That? I mean, that seems well. pretty relevant, yeah. I don't, I, know. I don't know why you're so aggressive about it. I mean, you, you're just that confident in the fact that... Yeah, when you say, I think, I think they're going to absolutely blow them out, that's not, yeah, I that, think, that, I that's think. true. That's actually true. That's a that definitive. Is, they're going to kick That's their, less, I think, I think, and more of it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And everybody thinks that, no? They're I, a huge no, favorite. No, 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 no. They no, are. No, no, no. I don't agree with that. See, here's a, there's a couple things where there's there's this is a setup game. So one of the things that you watch that First game, of all, short week, short week, road the, game. E, the Eagles didn't run the ball well. Uh, they got the ball ran on them and it had turnovers. So that means and, and, and anytime I start to see you lining up and you're doing a bunch of like quarterback sneak stuff and Jalen Hurts was doing that last game and he's successful with it. It tells me you need to do that because you can't do it another way. You, you, that's cute in the first half of the season, but I don't like to see that in November. I need to see you moving on all, all, all directions. And what's going to happen is now that they see that on tape, guess what Indianapolis is going to do? They're feeling good about themselves. They won a game. When everybody, did you see the post game locker room? When everybody, it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And what you know, what I talked about with Bisacci last year with the Raiders. It, I mean, when he said, uh, "Enjoy Monday off." Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's a victory, you know, victory Monday. There's no, there's no prep. We'll see you Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That place went nuts. That players love that more yeah. than anything. Yep. Crazy. Now they, they might need the extra day to prepare for Philly, but there's something special yep. going on with that bonding. Yep. And sometimes you can't explain right. the chemistry. And it's worth missing a practice day to, uh, to, absolutely to, to foster that. And you're right. It. And now you're gonna see coaching. Do you have your team in Philadelphia? able to be motivated and go out and play angry, mad, and get back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're a coach on the other side, can you bottle that energy? Can you get that synergy to work and get guys believing? Because guess what? They're going to be playing more invigorated than they did. If you're hurt, you don't feel it this week because you got to win. Everybody was talking crazy about you, and look what you did. Yeah. I think this sets up to a, for a much closer game than, than me. Yeah, yeah. Me nope. Not a chance. All right. Guys, I I think the Eagles are going to win by 20. <laughs> I, Thanks, Bill. I, I, think, 
I think the Browns uh, hired Freddie Kitchens because of the momentum from the year before, and it didn't work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. You never know. Just because Basasha had momentum last year doesn't mean he would have this year. That We'll never know. But I will say this about the Jeff Saturday um, uh, hiring, as I've thought about it more over the last 24 hours, and I thought about Bill Cower crushing him. Didn't Bill Cower do the same thing? Pretty Bill much. Cower left the, left the right. field and w- went straight to the to the highest level of NFL analyst. Huh. He didn't he didn't go call and Division three college games. Right, first. that should have been a slap in the face to all broadcasters who've been working their entire careers to get That's that true. seat. And now Bill Cower, Walt, I was really disappointed in Bill in that. Yeah, you yeah. should have been. Yeah. I, imagine, I, I think you guys are still it's still tense between you because of that, right? Yeah, I won't speak to him over it. Yep, we're done. Well. Well, clearly done. I'm taking that stand. Sometimes you uh, got to let two, it go. Two more real quick. I like Bill other yeah. than that. I know. I this know. one might be the, the one you guys disagree with the most, but I think this is Sean McVay's last year with the Rams. Wow. He's either going to retire, go to the booth. He almost went to Amazon this offseason. I, I like how you, he looks like your older brother in this. He does. He, he kind of does. <laughs> you know? He could be a Lucas. Yeah, he could totally or be Or I could be a McVay if he wants to give me some of his or Amazon money. Or he could be a McNuggets. Get. Like, he's way too intense with you as an older brother. Gives you noogies all the time. Stuff like that. Um, so, so in other words, John he's a Gruden, It would be sort of mm-hmm. like the John Gruden path. Isn't he still one of the, maybe the youngest I think he's coach? the second youngest coach now. I can't The Rams see have no picks coming up. I know. It's an old team. I don't think he wants to go through a rebuild in Los Angeles with that team. He got offered a bajillion dollars to go to Amazon this offseason. He turned yeah. it down because he wanted to come back with Stafford. To do what? But he's won a Super Bowl ring. And I think it he wouldn't shock him if he just walks away. He'll coach again at some point, but it won't be with the Rams after this year. I just feel like there are a lot of creative ways to improve a team in the NFL. And I'm not, I know that, what it, you know, you're right what he's up against. It can't look like a very appealing seat, but it's just, I, I don't, I think that uh, that's logically might make sense. But I think once you're, when you're coaching the NFL, it's, I don't think you, uh, he, you can, you can see that maybe mm-hmm. you, you can only see the potential to uh, how you can turn this team around by just doing the right, making the right moves, and you don't concern yourself as much. That'd be my It guess. just goes to show how tough it is to really stay on top. Now, I know that they, they you know, rented some players. Um, they got an older, experienced quarterback that finally put them over the top. Yeah. And now Cooper Cup, that thing, you know. Is, by the way, is Cooper Cup, good. surgery on his ankle will go on the uh, IR. G. Bush, yeah. rest in peace to your uh, Yeah, that's, t- that's mm-hmm. a tough blow. The, the Rams well, are well, done. Well, hold on, hold on. But their on, fall on. from grace was quick and hard. Hold on. I, I got what you mean. I got. I'm the waiver wire king. What you mean? Mm-hmm. By the way, not pick up some there streamers. You're, not, you're right not finding a Cooper Cup. There, there's on not. The and, I mean, there's not even a lot of good wide receivers out there. By the way, here's the thing. Y- y'all be y'all taking too much. And these coaches ain't fooling nobody. What do you mean? Like I know what you are. You can't fool me. That's like everybody in here. If they told us to go home today, that's like y'all gonna be like, well. You know, I'm just going to ride off in the sunset. No, the hell you ain't. You're going to be on the internet. Yeah. You're going to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something with a buddy somewhere. Or you're just going to sit around and talk about sports all day. Yeah, you got a beast you, in you. You are who you are. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So McVeigh will leave for maybe a year. But if you think you're going to be with Amazon or, or you want to do some philanthropy work, Stop it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't say that. I said one year. He's going to take a year off, then he'll find a new job. No, I think I... McNugget's statement was, and it's not really outlandish, is that this will be his last year last with, year with the, the Rams. Rams. Yeah, with the Rams. Rams. Hold, hold on. Now, now, how many years is he? How many was his contract? Well, he I'm just not signed sure. an extension this offseason. Well, I'm keeping his rights. He ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if retire and, and away. Rams, well, they the can't. They could stop him from going to another team, guys, yes, but not yes, they could. going to He TV. signed an extension through yeah. 2026. Oh, it's a wrap. I got yeah. my years. You're not going anywhere. You're going to be right like gone. your boy Sean Payton. 